Good morning to all our listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And to our listeners around the world, logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday, June what is today the 9th why am i saying the 10th i'm wishing it was friday hashtag tbt throwback thursday today we're playing disco songs from the 70s and 80s thank you for joining me for coffee and toll world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M I Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, Moments underscore with underscore me, M I underscore media, and on YouTube, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Belgian King expresses deepest regrets for abuses in DR Congo. Harvey Weinstein to be charged in UK over assault claims. Thailand legalizes growing cannabis and eases consumption rules. For stories out of North America, gun reform package wins over the House, faces challenges in Senate. Armed man arrested for threat to kill Justice Kavanaugh. Arizona executes inmate for a 1984 killing of an eight-year-old girl. Reward posted to find woman in video of abortion clinic fire. Ten-year-old Florida girl who fatally shot woman who was in fight with her mother arrested. In business and tech news, U.S. SEC chief unveils plans to overhaul Wall Street stock trading. An Arizona man who says he spent 17 days in jail is suing American Airlines, alleging they misidentified him to police. No health and science news today, but in sports news, Denver Broncos and Walter Penna family enter into purchase and sale agreement. Celtics beat Warriors 116 to 100, take a 2 1 lead in NBA Finals. Ooh, things are getting sticky in the Caribbean corner. Updated. UK agrees to hold off on suspending BVI constitution. Dominica's prime minister calls for end to blockade against Cuba. Out of Italy and Haiti offer to scholarships to Haitian students for 2022-2023. More Jamaican dads being named on birth certificates. Wanted criminals fleeing Jamaica via Central America. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, police officer charged with human trafficking. In Latin America, Dominican Republic minister killed over permits, and that's an update. Leader of Mexican megachurch sentenced in U.S. for child sex abuse. In Believe It or Not stories, Arizona man drowns in lake after three police officers allegedly refused to jump in to save him. I'm not jumping in after you. And remember, we weren't able to cover these stories yesterday, so of course, we are going to talk about them today. Pro-choice activists stripped down at Joel Austin's church. Man divorces his wife after she fed him instant noodles every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In entertainment news, new Mark Cuban company uh, slashes high drug prices. That's life-changing. Todd and Julie Chrisley found guilty of tax evasion and bank fraud. Faced 30 years in jail. Um, we'll be back with the details after this music break. It is TBT, Throwback um, 
throwback i don't know why that one is coming on throwback thursday and we're taking it back to the 80s and 90s for some good old disco songs so let's see right now we have love to love you baby i wish i could sing like donna summer but i can't so we let her do the singing for us um donna summer you're up
thank you to all our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I will be with you for the next hour. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me and you're listening to Coffee in Tow. World news on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. You're listening to the Bee Gees, More Than a Woman. Before that, you heard Donna Summer, Love to Love You Baby, and the Bee Gees with Staying Alive. And of course, we're going to start off with international news. Thank you so much for being here with me this morning. You could have been anywhere else, but you're here. I appreciate you all. Belgian King expresses deepest regrets for abuses in DR Congo. And this story comes to us courtesy of Al Jazeera. Belgium's King Philippe has, or Philippe, I should say, has reaffirmed his deepest regrets for his nation's colonial era abuses in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, but stopped short of formally apologizing again. The king, who was in the DRC on his first official trip to the country, told its legislature on Wednesday that Belgian colonial rule was unjustifiable and racist. Even though many Belgians invested themselves sincerely, loving Congo and its people deeply, the colonial regime itself was based on exploitation and domination, he told a joint session of parliament in the capital, Kinshasa. This regime was one of unequal relations, unjustifiable in itself, marked by paternalism, discrimination, and racism, he said. It led to violent acts and humiliations. On the occasion of my first trip to Congo right here, in front of the Congolese people, and those who still suffer today, I wish to reaffirm my deepest regrets for those wounds of the past. His speech comes two years after he made similar comments on the 60th anniversary of Congo's independence, when he went further than any of his predecessors in condemning acts of violence and cruelty during Belgian colonial rule. While some Congolese praised the Belgian king's remarks as brave, others were disappointed by the absence of an apology. I salute the speech by the Belgian king. However, in the face of the crimes committed by Belgium, regrets are not enough. And that's according to Congolese opposition senator Francine Muyumba, who wrote that on Twitter. We expect an apology and a promise of reparations from him. That is the price of definitively turning the page. Nadia Sai, a political scientist specialized in the Congo, said she sensed a lot of nervousness in Belgium regarding a formal apology as Congo might use it to demand financial reparation. So let me ask the question, are all these royals meeting from different countries, whether it's Spain, Portugal, um, Britain, Italy, Belgium, Romania, all these, are they having a meeting and saying, okay, we're going to have regret and we're going to express the regret, but we're not going to apologize because if we dare apologize, it is going to put us in a position where those we apologize to are going to demand reparations. So why even bother then? If you're not going to apologize, shut up. Be quiet. Keep it. 
What's the point of acknowledging the atrocities of your forefathers that you are still benefiting from, lavishly, I might add? Look at how much money was just spent on the Jubilee for the Queen of England. Her family, she is still licking her fingers off of the acts of terrorism that her predecessors carried out globally in the name of what? Hmm? If you are not prepared to offer an apology, what are you speaking for? Why are you speaking? It is like pouring salt in an open wound, if you ask me. That's my opinion. You're going to these countries that were oppressed, raped. You turned their people. And here's the thing. History has taught us that they were welcomed with open arms. Right? And then they turned around and brutalized people. And where they were not welcomed, they did it anyway. The gold and the diamonds that you wear around your necks. And I'm speaking to those in any monarchy. Stolen from these countries that you invaded and st you stole the countries. Saying you discovered. Discovered what? They weren't lost. They were there. They had people living there. But you went and discovered. And you colonized. Good morning, James. Go, go right ahead, James. Good morning. Morning, everyone. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. When you're, when you're reading it out, I'm like, where, where did I hear this one before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it seemed yeah it seemed like i think there's some secret society where they have like a, a handbook type you know like you know those type of manifesto type of thing like you know how to apologize without apologizing you know something like that like that they just pass it around the, their their royal kingdom and, and to all the you know the the, the royals it, yeah it's 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 crazy and and as you said like you know discovering like if you realize, you know, like only European countries discover other countries, but <laughs> you know, China, China don't discover anything. China does go in and, and commit a terrorist act and take over other people's country. Um, Castro, you know, commit a terrorist act and you know take over people's country. Never discover anything, but European countries that discover, right? You know, they, yeah. they always, they always find some some elegant type of way to 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 cover up their 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 act of terrorism you know mm -hmm. like they always find some fancy word to to, to put there while <laughs> when other races do it it's like terrorism right you know you know james as you're talking you know what is going through my mind i remember um school in jamaica and the books that we were given history books and the pictures that you see it was always pictures of indians meeting the the colonizers on the seashores and everybody smiling and greeting each other 
in love, right? Those were the images that were portrayed to us as children, right? And then I'm here thinking, but hold on, everywhere they go or everywhere they went, proper English, everywhere they went, (laughs) they took their diseases. And if they didn't kill the people, um, with guns or swords or whatever, they killed them with their diseases that they brought there, right? Stay with me. But fast forward, all these diseases now seem to come out of Africa. <laughs> and I'll just leave that right there. British prosecutors said Wednesday they have authorized police to charge ex-film producer Harvey Weinstein with two counts of indecent assault against a woman in London in 1996. The Crown Prosecution Service said in a statement that charges have been authorized against Weinstein, 70, following a review of evidence gathered by London's Metropolitan Police in its investigation. It did not provide further details. After revelations about Weinstein emerged in 2017, British police said they were investigating multiple allegations of sexual assault against Weinstein over several decades. Unlike many other countries, Britain does not have a statute of limitations for rape or sexual assault. Wow, that's good. I wish that was global. If that was the case, I'm sure that priest or that pastor that came out at the church the other day that we read about last week, He probably would not have come forth and confessed his sins to the congregation. And I know that he did it at that time because he knew that the statute of limitations had expired. He knew he did it there. He was very calculating with that. Thailand legalizes growing cannabis and eases consumption rules. Thailand has legalized the growing and possession of cannabis and its consumption in food and drinks, the first Asian country to do so with the aim of boosting its agriculture and tourism sectors. But smoking it recreationally is still against the law. The public health minister is planning to distribute one million cannabis seeds starting on Friday to encourage farmers to take up its cultivation. However, Thailand's government has said it is promoting cannabis for medical use only, warning those eager to light up for fun that (laughs) smoking in public could still be considered a nuisance, subject to a potential three-month sentence and 25,000 Thai baht, which is $780. So far, it appears there will be no effort to police what people can grow and smoke at home, aside from registering to do so and declaring it is for medical purposes. Thailand legalized medical cannabis in 2018. Okay, so that's a step in a progressive direction for Thailand. Oh boy. Let me, anybody's familiar, can, how much can you grow in a pot or plant against your, your um, fence or in, in your backyard? Is there a limit or can you do that at home? Because <laughs> I'm thinking seriously, I need to grow some weed in my backyard. I have um, a couple every, of spots every in my yard. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead, Dre. I don't have nothing. I have nothing in- intelligent to say. So go ahead, Dre. <laughs> no, I was saying every state is uh, different. No, um, so you know, you just have to Google what's the limit in Florida. Even um, I know Florida kind of legalized the whole medical thing, but I don't know about the growing, the cultivating part. <laughs> so you, you just make sure you just make sure you check before you put anything in the backyard. You know, I know California, it depends on where you at. Some place you can have 25, 50, some place you could grow it, but you can't grow it outside at all. You have to do it somewhere indoor because you, you don't want to be a nuisance to your neighbor. So um, before you put anything outside, just, you know, look a Google search in your county. Yes. Because I'm thinking, okay, if I can't put it outside, Dre, I'm going to get a couple pots and, you know, grow some inside the house. I know people will probably come to the house and be like, what the heck is going the house would smell nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and I know goodness. exactly where in the house I would put it. So I'd be like, yes. <laughs> no, I, I know exactly in your backyard where you could put it. And I'm looking in my yard right now. I have a nice corner right here, Dre. I'm going to go read right now and figure out what I need to do. Because this corner, nobody can get to it. You see, nobody comes right here. And it's right in the front. <laughs> Even the lawnmower don't go right here. The lawnmower <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it back to the 70s and 80s. Disco style hashtag TVT throwback Thursday. Here we go with some more music. After the music break, we'll be back with stories out of North America.
you to all our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing disco songs from the 70s and the 80s. I wasn't born yet, but I still love the music. Earlier you heard Renee and Angela, I'll Be Good, the BGs with Night Fever, and right now you're listening to Cool and the Gang, Ladies Night. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media. And on YouTube, Moments With Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And now it's time for stories out of North America. Thank you all for being here with me. Appreciate you all. Gun reform package wins over the House, faces challenges in the Senate. This story comes to us courtesy of Baller Alert. Following a rash of devastating mass shootings, the House has passed a gun reform package that will now face an uphill battle in the Senate. The Protecting Our Kids Act compromises or comprises rather eight gun-related bills, the most pressing one including increasing the legal age to purchase certain semi-automatic rifles. The act also includes a ban of large-capacity magazines and increasing regulations on the storage of firearms. The House passed the bill on Wednesday night following heart-wrenching testimony from survivors and relatives of mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, which claimed the lives of 19 children and two teachers. Representatives Anthony Gonzalez, Brian Fitzpatrick, Adam Kinzinger, Chris Jacobs, and Fred Upton, all Republicans, voted in favor of the bill. Kurt Schrader of Oregon and Jared Golden of Maine, both centrist Democrats, were among those that voted against the bill. Despite the desperate need for gun reform, Republicans in the Senate are not likely to support the package. The bill received strong opposition from Republicans who argued that it would violate citizens' Second Amendment right to bear arms. They have also argued that gun reform would not have prevented the tragedies. The AR-15, or similar weapons, have been used in many of the shootings and would be harder to obtain under the Protecting Our Kids Act. A bipartisan group of senators is working together to come to an agreement to satisfy law-abiding gun owners and the general public. However, reaching a consensus is slim, as talks of these kinds have been occurring for years to no avail. Gun owners in the room, please speak on this one because I don't understand if you are simply putting in measures or wanting to put in measures to raise the age limit. And I get the argument because I did hear this argument too um, that, well, if you're drafting them to go into the army and you're giving them high-powered weapons in the army, what's the problem? The difference is, in my opinion, is that they're being trained to be responsible in the army and they're using it there to defend the country. In this case, no background checks, nothing, and they can just go in and get it 
and usually an 18 year old getting it is mm, i don't know are they being trained are they being taught responsible behavior i don't know but someone with guns please speak on it for me make it make sense to me okay all right an armed man arrested for threat to kill justice kavanaugh a man carrying a gun a knife and zip ties was arrested wednesday near justice brett kavanaugh's house in maryland after threatening to kill the justice nicholas john roski 26 of simi valley california was charged with the attempted murder of a supreme court justice during a court hearing he consented to remain in federal custody for now Roski was dressed in black when he arrived by taxi just after 1 a.m. outside Kavanaugh's home in a Washington suburb. He had a Glock 17 pistol, ammunition, a knife, zip ties, pepper spray, duct tape, and other items that he told police he would use to break into Kavanaugh's house and kill him, according to a criminal complaint and an affidavit filed in federal court in Maryland. Roski said he purchased the gun to kill Kavanaugh and that he would also kill himself. Roski told police he was upset about a leaked draft opinion suggesting the Supreme Court is about to overrule Roe v. Wade, the landmark abortion case. He also said he was upset over the school massacre in Uvalde, Texas, and believed Kavanaugh would vote to loosen gun control laws, the affidavit also went on to say. The court currently is weighing a challenge to New York's requirements for getting a permit to carry a gun in public a case that could make it easier to be armed on the streets of New York and other large cities. When he got out of the taxi, Roski was spotted by two U.S. Marshals who are part of round-the-clock security provided to the justices following the leak of the draft opinion last month. But Roski was only apprehended after he called 911 in Montgomery County, Maryland, and said, he was having suicidal thoughts and planned to kill Kavanaugh, having found the justice's address online. Roski was still on the phone when Montgomery County Police arrived on the scene. At his initial appearance in federal court in Greenbelt, Maryland, Roski paused several times before responding to routine inquiries from U.S. Magistrate Judge Timothy J. Sullivan during the 10-minute hearing. Asked if he understood what was happening and whether he was thinking clearly, Roski paused, then said, I think I have a reasonable understanding, but I wouldn't say I'm thinking clearly. Roski said he's taking medication, but did not say what it is or why he is on it. He also said he is a college graduate. And I'm sure we have heard by now that there are many who are calling for the protection of um, judges, people who are considered to be at the top of the hierarchy officials for their addresses to be private and i say everybody's address should be private not just judges because um of what happened to the other judge who was murdered in his home and then this no i think everybody's address should be private or if you or go live in a gated community where ease of access is minimal my opinion sorry go right ahead i know someone opened their mic good morning let good me morning, let me Natalie. let me be the scenic here um i don't know i i, I got a feeling that this is a this is a distraction 
<laughs> that it, it literally shouts him like a, a, a false flag. They got some young man that is troubled and they just put something on him just so they can um, try to soften the blow when um, this uh, ruling comes down. I don't know. When, when you lose faith in the system, and I guess you, you, you start thinking the way I'm thinking right now, but I think it's a false flag. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Losing faith in the system. How many of us do have faith in the system? I don't. Not now. And it's going to take a while for us to be able to have that faith reinstated. And naturalist, the truth is we don't even know what is true from false anymore. Because we have been lied to. There has been so much deception that is being unveiled. <laughs> and I'm grateful. But it scares them that the truth is starting to come to the surface. It's scaring them. So they're starting to feel how we feel. Can I say I'm sympathetic? No? Empathetic? Yeah, I understand how you'd feel, but um, I really don't sympathize because you sit there on your high horses, on your pedestals, and just do as you please. Make decisions as you please. Oh, no. Yes. Um, wh why is it so easy, though, for, for them to get for things that benefit them? Why is it so easy? Why isn't it as, as complicated as for the, the American people that, you know, stuff that benefits the American people have to go through the House, have to go through Congress, you know, are able to be to be blocked by, you know, before it gets where it's supposed to get. But for things that like to benefit them, like security and stuff like that? Shouldn't they run it through House and Congress so it can be able to be blocked too? You know, because the, the average American Americans don't don't have security, right? You have to deal with repercussion of, of whatever is out there. So, like, they, they're, what, they're not average too? They, you know? Yeah, and like, James, we pay like, for their security too. We pay for it. Yeah, for me, like, those stuff should go through Congress, should go through... So, so like, if in a case where, like, the Democrats are, are in office now and they're trying to put through stuff like this, they should, like, say, okay, like, if you guys want protection, we're going to attach, like, some some of the um, gun laws restriction to, to your protection. So, okay, you want protection, so attached to that, we, we need... AR-15, and we need all these assault um, rifles to be banned too. Like something like that. The, the way how um, Republicans like play hard when when they want like something, and you know they they, they attach like a massive um, infrastructure bill to to some law that they want to get passed for to get the support. They, they should do that too. An Arizona man convicted of murder in the 1984 killing of an eight-year-old girl was put to death on Wednesday in the state's second execution since officials resumed carrying out the death penalty in May following a nearly eight-year hiatus. Frank Atwood, 66, died by lethal injection at the state prison in Florence for his murder conviction in the killing of Vicky Lynn Hos Hoskinson, whose body was found in the desert, Arizona Attorney General Mark Bronovich said in a statement.
Vicky Lynn went missing months earlier after leaving her home in Tucson to drop a birthday card in a nearby mailbox. The U.S. Supreme Court cleared the way for Atwood's execution Wednesday morning after rejecting a final appeal by his lawyers. He died at 10.16 a.m., Bronovich said. A masked woman in a hooded shirt set a fire to a planned abortion clinic in Wyoming, according to newly released police video. And federal authorities have offered a $5,000 reward for tips leading to her arrest. The U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives offered the reward on Wednesday. The woman was shown in security video released by Casper Police that was taken outside the Wellspring Health Access Clinic in Casper, just before it was burned on May 25th. The 30-second video shows a person in a hooded shirt and mask carrying what appears to be a red fuel can through a room. The white woman is around 5 feet 7 inches tall with a medium build and apparently acted alone, police said Tuesday in a Facebook post. Investigators have said they found several areas of the building where accelerant was used. The clinic was set to open in mid-June as the only facility of its kind in the state. The fire damaged the building that was being renovated and has delayed the clinic's opening by about six months, organizers said in a statement on Wednesday. And we have an update to a story that was um, read last week. Was it last week or this week? Oh my gosh, when was Memorial Day? I'm out of it. Ten-year-old Florida, last week. (laughs) Ten-year-old Florida girl who fatally shot a woman who was in fight with her mother has been arrested. The 10-year-old Florida girl who uh, fatally shot the woman was arrested on Tuesday. The child was taken into custody by the Orlando Police Department and taken into a juvenile facility. She could face a second-degree murder charge. According to police, prospective charges have been referred to State Attorney Monique Worrell's office. Worrell said, this is one of the most tragic cases I have seen in my 22-year career. LaShawn Rogers, 41, was fatally shot on May 30 in an apartment complex where she got into an argument with the child's mother, Lacretia Isaac, 31. The victim's boyfriend told cops he and Rogers were grilling at the apartment complex when Isaac confronted her about a previous issue. He claimed Isaac approached Rogers and started an argument, then threw the first punch. He said Rogers then hit her back. The man says he then grabbed his girlfriend when she went to re-engage Isaac again, and that was when the child fired two shots. Rogers' boyfriend told cops the girl said, She should not have hit my mama while still holding the firearm. Rogers was taken to the hospital where she succumbed to her injuries. Shortly after the incident, Isaac was arrested and charged with manslaughter, aggravated assault with a firearm, and child negligence. Worrell said her office would investigate the case and analyze all the facts, such as the child's age and the circumstances surrounding it. So far, no charges have been decided. However, we anticipate that whatever charges we eventually file, if any, will ensure she receives the interventions necessary to address her behavior, help her change and grow, and ensure the public's safety going forward. We encourage the public to remember, no matter your feelings surrounding this tragedy, this is still a child. 
okay so she was arrested on tuesday huh, taken into a juvenile facility could face second degree murder charge so they arrest you without charging you because no charges have been decided so they're is that how it works they arrest you don't charge you Good morning, good, good, good morning, Kalisha. But I'm see, okay. Short after the incident, okay. Isaac was the one that was arrested. The mother was arrested. Now let's go back here. So, based on the victim's boyfriend, the child's mother is the one who started it. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure I got that part clear. So because she started the, the, the altercation, is that the reason then why they have um, slapped her with the charges, of man, the charges of manslaughter, aggravated assault with a firearm, and child negligence? Is that the reason then? Because she started it, if it were the other way around, where the other woman was the aggressor, she probably would have just got charged with, child negligence i don't know i'm thinking out i'm just thinking here the to... first time you read the story though i thought it was um that the mother had given the child the gun and then or her purse which had the weapon and then the um the child used a weapon to to shoot the other woman is this not the same story same where story you same yeah story. you were saying is this not stand the ground type of rules and and i, I remember dre objecting saying no, and but then hearing the story, he I think he changed his mind if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I but I still don't. Um, yeah, the child. You, if you, the argument before was that it could have been a stand the ground type of situation. I never agreed with it, but I don't. I try not to talk too much about the weapon stuff. I don't. It, I do not like weapons. I do not agree with them. So I kind of stay out of it. But um, this one. There, the stories are changing. There's, there's more information, and it, as it's not a trial, you'll probably hear more on, won't hear more until the trial starts. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. It it's is. sad. A ten-year-old is now in jail. Yeah, yeah, in jail, but not charged, and that's the part I'm trying to understand, Sinead. They can take you to jail without having any charges against you. I don't know about America, but in Jamaica, um, probably America might be the same. You can arrest you, but they have to charge you within 72 hours or they have to release you in Jamaica. Okay. As it relates to her being a child, I think it's a complicated situation. I think I, it's just my opinion. <laughs> I don't even think this child should be charged with murder. Because does she even have the mental capacity to form the intent, really? Um, but then there's also the argument that this is her second killing because she apparently killed her younger cousin. Oh, really? This I didn't hear about that, that part. That turned, yeah, I read it in an article online that apparently she had stabbed her seven or eight year old cousin oh. before, so this is her second body. Which means that the child needs to be taken out of society and reform. Something is happening and she needs help. Yeah. This is not her first rodeo. It's her second one from what I get of killing somebody. Wow. 
Wow. Yes, it's a complicated situation. Very complicated. Very. I wasn't aware of that part. I didn't see that update. Wow. Yeah, well, if that's the case, Kalisha, um, I can understand why they would remove her and put her in juvenile detention. I can understand that. But the, 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 the now that raises another question. What environment is this child from? One, is this child a troubled child? Two. Uh, I, 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 would, I would jump to that conclusion. Okay. I would yeah, jump on, to that conclusion. Um, yeah, on, on, hold, on, hold on one second, James. Hold on. Let, let um, allow um, Felicia to finish. Go finish up, Kelly. I, no, I was saying that since the mother, it appears the mother was the aggressor mm -hmm. in the situation. And I'm sure it's not the first time. And this, of course, is me just making assumptions based on when you read the stories and just online where the people are commenting on it. Mm -hmm. It's not a safe um, neighborhood. It's something that they do regularly. So the child has probably been exposed to things like this before. I only look at... When I heard, when I saw the thing where she had attacked the child before and killed the child, it's like, yeah... It's not normal behavior. Something else is happening within the space that she's in. She's troubled, and this is why the mother will also be charged because she's the cause of all of it. But for her actions, the child wouldn't have killed this person. So she's the one who really should be charged. Mm. So, our, James, I'm going to let you go. I just have one more question. So our, is it safe to say then that nine times out of ten, you are the product of your environment? Um, I would say that. Whether people want to agree or not, because children don't do what they're told, they do what they see. Right. I live what I see. So you can tell me to be a good dog, oh, Kelisha, don't lie. What if I grew up in a house where everybody lies and laugh about it? That's what I'm going to do. Right. What they learn. So I believe that. So there are some who break out of it. But if we're going to be honest, it's usually a small percentage that yeah. does that. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Kalisha. James, go right ahead. Yeah, no, I was just thinking with all that information, isn't that like a breakdown in the the, the, the gun law system too? Because how, how is the mom allowed to, to have like a weapon, you know, if if there's like previous, there's like history there. So that, no. that sounds like a breakdown too. James, hold on. The history seems to be with a child. Am I right, Kalisha? Is the history with the yeah. child? The, not the mother, the child. Um, yeah, but the, but the child, but the child is in the house. So, like, if there's if there's um, a history with the child, and and the mom, that means there's something going on. So, I think that that that's grounds that the mom should not possess a firearm if if there's you know. Not necessarily. But James, I think you're forgetting that we're talking about America. No, I I know I know, but I'm saying like if 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 there's the same way like if there's like some you know, previous like criminal record or some history like of domestic abuse or whatever, they would take away your 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 gun. So like with with you know, something like that with, you know, a history with the child, you you know, I would assume that like, you know, children's services or whatever, there's someone would come and, and check out the house to, to make sure that everything is the parenting, you know, is is right in the house. So I don't think she should have a gun. 
I see what you're saying. All right, I do have to interrupt right here, and I have to say thank you to all our listeners who tuned into Coffee and Toe in Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. This is Moments with me signing off with you until next week, Thursday, when we do meet again, 9 a.m. Eastern. I invite you to continue listening on QMZRadio.com or on JanoRadio.com. Join us there. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments and on Instagram at Moments with Me Media. Also, check us out on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel because more things will be uploading there soon. Thank you so much. And I do have to take a music break. When I return, it's business and tech news along with health and science news. It is hashtag TBT uh, Throwback Thursday. And we're taking it back to the 80s. I'm sorry. Let me say the 70s and 80s. All these but goodies disco songs.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram at Moments with Me Media, and on YouTube, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn those notifications on. Earlier, we heard the whispers and the beat with the beat goes on. Boney M with Rivers of Babylon and Gloria Gaynor is who we're listening to right now. I will survive. And yes, Annette, Rivers of Babylon, I learned, I first heard that song <clears throat> when I was a child. <laughs> first heard the song when I was a child as a disco song. Um, and then later as a gospel song. Yeah, so they're used to, and, and if we remember, for those of us who God dance, go to Jamaica dance parties, you know, you always have to have a little gospel in the party. You have to bless the dance before the dance start, right? Or midway, you hear some gospel. One thing about us Jamaicans, we know how to party to any kind of music. But yeah, um, disco first. That's how I learned of it. And if you look up history, um, disco songs <laughs> from the 70s and the 80s, you will find it in the annals of the history pages of disco songs yeah by the rivers of babylon but super interesting <laughs> i only remember it as that like a gospel song or church song i'm like uh, and I'm, i mean i'm not into church right i'm not thinking about me but yeah i do remember that when i was a kid yeah wow okay <laughs> oh yeah it's funny right the things we learn every day and now it is time for business and tech news USSEC chief unveils plans to overhaul Wall Street stock trading. The top United States securities regulator has unveiled a planned overhaul of Wall Street retail stock trading rules aiming to boost competition for handling orders by commission-free brokerages to ensure mom-and-pop investors get the best price for trades. On Wednesday, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC Chair Gary Gensler, told an industry audience he wants to require trading firms to directly compete to execute trades from retail investors. The move is aimed at making the $45 trillion U.S. equities market more transparent and fair. Is Andalen here or did he? Okay, he was here earlier because I wanted to ask him to translate that into English, right? I don't speak stocks. He's there. Oh, he's there? Yeah, the SEC is the organization that manages stocks. Okay, and, and, uh, and the trading on stocks and money. Yeah. Thank you, Sunday. Is he unable to speak? But that's what the SEC does. I don't know if he's unable. To, he's probably out for his morning jog, but I didn't recognize him with a cigar in his face. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sunet. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't do stocks. I think there are some people have made money out of it. Let me say that. And there are some of us who are very um, cautious. Let me say that because. Um, those of us who invest, especially when you don't have a lot and you have to count your pennies, 
and watch your money you can't afford to lose anything because at the end of the day it's those way up who aren't feeling it you know it's us at the bottom feeling the crunch so yeah i'm very we cautious. all feel it mommy we all feel it <laughs> when in, in in march my my statement at the end of march when i lost so much money i was like oh mm -hmm. but then i was trying to hope that it'll rebound in the june statement because you get a quarterly statement this was a 401k but yes. yeah we yeah. all lost and and some of us no yeah we all lost it was bad yeah when you work hard for your money sonette it's hard it is a hard blow when you know the sacrifices you have to make, right? Yeah. The thing is, it's a long game. So you have to like expect that sometimes it's gonna drop and then sometimes it's gonna go up. So yeah. I'm gonna keep that long game going and hopefully that I will gain really well toward the end of it. You're going I'm to, like, you're going to, you're definitely going to. An Arizona man is suing American Airlines, claiming the airline's negligence led to him spending 17 days in jail after he was misidentified to police investigating a burglary at a duty-free shop in Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport in 2020, according to court documents. The 26-page lawsuit filed Monday in a Texas court says Michael Lowe, a professional outdoorsman and career guide, was on the same flight as a suspect whose activities were captured on video. Airport police got a search warrant for any and all recorded travel data for everyone on the flight, according to the court document. The lawsuit alleges the airlines departed from its established procedures and identified just one passenger, Lowe. The airlines on Wednesday issued a statement on the search warrant. As required by law, American Airlines cooperates with and responds to court orders for information related to possible criminal activity. And that's what we did in this instance when we were presented with a search warrant. The incident occurred May 12, 2020 at an airport duty-free shop. The man who authorities identified as the suspect is shown on surveillance camera video boarding the same flight as low according to the lawsuit. The legal claim alleges that based on misidentification from American Airlines, arrest warrants for Lowe were issued in Tarrant County, Texas. More than a year later, on July 4, 2021, Lowe was arrested while attending an event during his vacation in New Mexico when police who were looking for a suspect with a disturbance ran his name and found open warrants, according to the filing. He was booked into jail in Quay County, New Mexico, where he spent eight days before seeing a magistrate and being told there was no bail because he was a fugitive, the lawsuit says. He ended up waiving extradition to Texas, but was released another nine days later, according to the suit. I have never heard or seen this fact pattern in my 25 years as a lawyer. If it can happen to Michael, it can happen to anyone. He was just another passenger on a flight. He did nothing wrong. But American Airlines wrongfully singled him out as a suspect in a felony investigation, resulting in 17 days of incarceration for a crime he had no connection to at all, one of Lowe's attorneys, Scott Palmer, told CNN. American Airlines is responsible for what happened here. Without American Airlines' disclosure of Michael's name and information as the sole suspect, the detective would have never issued the warrants. It all starts with the disclosure of Michael's name and his name only. Well, American Airlines, that's sheer carelessness on your part. How could you do that? Why would you do that? You, because it says at the beginning of the beginning of the story 
that they went against um, procedure. There was negligence. They were not thorough. Of course, you follow the law. You cooperate with the law. But make sure that in following and cooperating with the law, you are not falsely incriminating someone. 17 days in jail, yeah, they deserve to be sued. And I hope he wins his case. And I hope he's suing for a decent amount of money. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all have to be more careful. You can't do that. It's the equivalent of lying on someone. Because you did lie on him. Single him out. Emphatically. In health and science. Oh, we don't have any health and science news today. Yeah, I forgot. No health and science news today. Hope everyone is doing well, though. Um, check yourselves. And when I say check yourselves, not just your physical, but your emotional, spiritual, and mental well-being. Have a conversation with yourself every day. Give yourself that inspirational talk. Um, uplift yourself. Don't wait for other people to do it. Right? Do it for yourself. That's a little investment in yourself. That's my health and science quote for today. All right. Invest in you. Coming up after the music break, we have Sports Caribbean Corner and news out of Latin America. Here's a little bit more from the TBT Throwback Thursday. 70s and 80s disco. Enjoy. Sister and your mama, 
Don't blame me for running late, Sonette. Please do not blame me. All our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Also, gotta say thank you to everyone that tuned in earlier on Future FM 98.9 up there in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, and on YouTube, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. You heard from Cameo, Word Up, Sweetness, Last Night, a DJ Saved My Life, Chic, Low Freak, Michael Jackson is who you're listening to right now. Don't stop till you get enough. I remember um, when this album came out. Who remembers? Um, what's that cassette? It was this huge thing that you. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Eight track. Eight track. Who remembers the eight track? Now you're definitely telling us your age. So I remember we had an eight track player in our study, right? In my, well, not my, my parents' study. And um, with these two big speakers, I'll never forget. And I, you, know, you had the record plan and you had the eight track and I would play that thing over and over. I think eventually the, the tape burst, <laughs> the, you know, that magnetic strip. I think it burst after a while, but let me tell you something. I loved it. In moments. Yes. That that doesn't it seem like a million years ago from from that to DVD no um CD and all of those DVD stuff what's a DVD don't exist anymore? <laughs> what's a DVD? That don't exist anymore. Those stuff don't exist anymore. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Technology. That seemed like a million years ago, a truck. <laughs> yeah. But as I'm talking about a, a trip down memory lane, um prior to my father dying, I remember he would talk about he has been through the stages, meaning when he was born, because he was born back in Jamaica, um, it was horse and buggy days when he was born. So he went through, as a child, seeing horse and buggy. Then he remembers when his father got a car. And then you just see things changing and evolving. And he lived through the telephone, the different types of telephones as well. I remember when VHS just came out, the, the VHS players. And I remember when color televisions came out, of course, when we were able to have them in Jamaica, because, you know, Jamaica was black and white. Of course, when we were back and forth in the States, you had access to color TV. But I remember when color was coming online in Jamaica, he was probably one of the first ones to bring in a color TV, bring in a VHS. Listen, I have seen it all. <laughs> he has seen it all. Rather, He went through every single thing to smartphones. Yeah. Wow, life has changed. Do you remember it the gasoline? It's funny, fridge? my daughter. I think they, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. I hear me, Michael. Michael is Michael Jackson. You're calling my name in the spirit. Don't come for me, Michael. I ain't ready yet. Go ahead, James and then Dre. Yeah, no, I was saying, if you remember the gasoline fridge, I saw, I think I've only seen one, one of them. Oh, a gasoline fridge? Yeah, that okay. was before, before electricity. Some little box thing that was powered by, by, by gas okay. to keep your stuff cool. Yeah. I'm learning that one. I'm sorry. What I remember. So let me talk about my, and my aid stand, but I'll do it after Dre. No, up. I was just saying I, I, I find it funny when my daughter thinks the 80s is the olden days, as she call it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you serious? I, I'm serious. But thinking back, though, what did I experience? You know something? I can't really speak on because... Yeah, thinking back to my childhood, the only thing I can say that um, I experienced, and this is solely in Jamaica, was going from the phone where you had to, you, you know, the little phone, the circles, and you put your finger in and you take the number all the way around. I remember that. So we went from that to cordless. No, that to the one with where you press the buttons to cordless i remember that journey then the other thing i remember going from black and white to color um yeah 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 from eight track to to, to vinyl to that, cd no but when i no, in my time there was eight track and there was vinyl so i went from that to cd oh, okay yeah to cassettes and um cds and uh dvds yeah but i'm thinking back what where what i remember as a child i remember having what you all call a projector now um we had one and i remember my father y'all refers them as camcorders i remember he had one and he would take videos of me riding my tricycle around the yard i remember that and then we had this huge projector screen and he would put it up on that i remember that um and then that faded away and in came the big screen tvs i remember we had one of those where you had sony i remember it clear as day um it had this huge box at the bottom and you had to pull the thing forward and then you had these lights that it would project onto the thing that you pull forward and then onto the screen i remember that so that's the technology i remember from the old days my old days Moments, you sound you sound like you were privileged. A tricycle. We, we used to make our own toys. <laughs> I'm sorry. James, we used to make I'm those skateboards. Wow. You know, James, I'm we, sorry. I'm sorry. We, we, used, we used to get like a, a there, there's some wheel bearings, and we used to make like a box thing. You know those that, that scooter now that they're they're so popular in North America now. Mm -hmm. The one that like bolt bolt as as one of them too. We used to make those out of out of wood, and use like bearings and just like skate on it yeah we used to make our own stuff tricycle we only saw that on tv okay, james i swear i swear they come to the caribbean and see that idea and steal it and steal the scooters it up <laughs> yeah when i saw these scooters i'm like didn't we used to do that back in the 70s yeah you make it out of the wood there's some bearing stuff you 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 make a wheel and then you shove it and then there's one that was like 
a little box, but it takes two people to operate it. Like you sit down and someone is behind you, um, um, shoving you, and you, and you just like. like I haven't heard bag. that word shoving in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going way back, right? <laughs> What about the trucks? The trucks, James, that you make out of the um the milk box. Yep. Yeah, we use some yeah, Ooh, make our own toys. Well, MK said in the chat, we made our own dolls and made dresses for them. I remember making doll dresses with my grandmother, my father's mother. She used to sew. And um I whenever I was there, she taught me how to use a sewing machine. And I, I remember making doll dresses, yeah. But I think someone else was trying to say something. Um, who was that? Somebody else was trying to say something. You know what? I'm sorry. That was me. I was going to put it in a back channel. Only because I'm not Jamaican, but I live around a lot of Jamaican people. And I love, love, love the culture. So when I was on the bus, and this is like now, recently, like two weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when I drive, drove past a Jamaican restaurant in Philadelphia... The kids were playing tug of war with a rope on the concrete. That's rough. They could have been playing on the grass, so they still make toys. Even though you have money to get something better, they're playing on the concrete, though. That's rough. Don't you think or no? I, it, it, it makes, but you know something? It speaks to ingenuity. It's, it speaks to creativity. Um, and I think it's good when they're able to improvise and not rely on ready-made things all the time. You know? But if they fall on the concrete, it's going right. to hurt. They'll be all right. Because, listen, I, my knees have been messed up from running and falling, playing outside, a lot of playing outside. Um, we, children need to toughen up a little bit. You know, those we survived. I, I want to think we survived. I was a huge climber. So I would be in trees all the time, right? And yes, it was a huge concern for my parents. You're going to fall. You're going to drop out, blah, blah, blah. That didn't faze me. Um, I would get a couple of scrapes going up in the tree, but it was fun for me. And, you know, children need outdoors, away from technology, away from TV, away from video games, I think. I think they need that exposure. Um, they'll be all right. They'll heal. <laughs> Can I ask yes, a question? Yes, Kay. Go right ahead, Kay. How, how old were these kids? They were big. You can't tell. They could have been five. They could have been eight. Kids eat a lot. Yeah. You don't yeah, know. Those, kids, those, those, those age, they run around a lot, too. They, they love trouble. They're running in the wrong direction, jumping up on stuff. Yeah, no, they have yeah. bites. They're very, very aggressive. <laughs> All right, we're going to take yeah. one more comment from James, and then we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, no, I was saying that um, as, as young people in Jamaica, we grew up rough, like, you know, playing, playing like um, soccer, like on the asphalt when it's like hot without shoes. And, you know, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's what, make, that's what made us like so, you know, like almost like innovative and, 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 and just survive almost in any condition because we, we grew up like really rough. Yeah. Wow. All right, now it's time for sports news. Denver Broncos and Walton Penner family enter into purchase and sale agreement. The Denver, Bron Den <laughs> the Denver Broncos and the Walton Penner family have entered into a purchase and sale agreement to acquire the NFL team. It was announced on Tuesday. 
The agreement to purchase the Broncos from the Pat Bolin Trust is subject to approval from the NFL's Finance Committee and League Ownership, as well as the satisfaction of customary closing procedures, according to a statement from the Broncos. The purchasing group is headed by Walmart heir Rob Walton, his daughter Carrie Walton Penner, and her husband Greg Penner, the chairman of Walmart. I have enjoyed getting to know Rob Walton, Kerry Walton Penner, and Greg Penner throughout this process, said Broncos president and CEO Joe L. Learning more about their background and vision for the Denver Broncos, I am confident that their leadership and support will help this team achieve great things on and off the field. According to ESPN, the agreement is expected to be worth $4.65 billion, a record price tag for a North American sports franchise. Wow, that's deep pockets right there. Well, here is a story that we all want to talk about. James, Marlon, Lisa here today. <laughs> wow, this is a tough one. What are y'all going to do? Celtics beat Warriors 116 to 100, take a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics have taken a 2-1 lead in the NBA Finals after defeating the Golden State Warriors 116 to 100 in Game 3. In front of their raucous home fans, the Celtics started red hot on the offensive end, highlighted by Jalen Brown's 17 points in the first quarter to carry his side to a 33-22 lead at the quarter time. Boston's defense did not slow down in the second quarter either, putting up another 35 points, but the Warriors were able to put up 34 themselves to stay within touching distance, down 68-56 at halftime. Brown led the way with 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 assists in the first half, nearly matching his regular season averages of 23.6 points. 6.1 rebounds, and 3.5 assists. For the Warriors, Clay Thompson had 15 points, Steph Curry 14, Andrew Wiggins had 13, while the rest of the team combined for 12. As has been a theme with the Warriors, they exploded once again in the third quarter, winning the frame 33-25 as Curry scored another 15 points in an eight-minute stretch. The Warriors took the lead 83-82 with Curry's 15th point of the quarter before the Celtics settled and fought back to take a 93-89 margin into the final break. Yeah, how are we looking, James? How are we looking? Yeah, I think, well, for me, I, I expected it to go to game to, to seven. So, like, I'm not going to panic. You know, we're still, we're still there. Like, I expected them to win this one because... Like, after every loss, they always come back strong. Mm -hmm. So if if Golden State lose on Friday now, then time to panic. But okay. I, I wouldn't panic yet. Not yet. You're still confident, right? Still, still confident because it's, 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 this, this finals is going to be about, like, as I said, the coaching, you know, being able to, to switch up and make changes. You know, the physical ability of the you know, the Boston Celtics because they're a younger team. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come down to mental, like mental toughness. Like, and I think Golden State is going to have the edge. Like, especially like if they win on Friday, it's going to swing back in their favor because winning on Friday means that game seven is going to be in Golden State. Mm. And Golden State is not going to be like Miami where they can't win at home, <laughs> you know, game, game seven. So yeah, like, Ooh, I'm not going to panic yet. The shade, the shade. You threw the whole tree at Miami, um, James. 
You pulled no, out the tree. No, no. Well, Miami, Miami was just Jimmy Butler, though. Miami was just Jimmy Butler, so. Okay. All right. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. But at the same time, based on what you just said, it could be very strategic for the um, Warriors to be playing the way they are because they're trying to get it home to finish off there. It could be strategy on their part. Who knows what happens in the locker rooms and the boardrooms and what they're told to do, right? Yeah. A little nervous, I must confess, James. I'm a, I am going to confess. I am. These um, Celtics have me a little worried, and thank God Rosola is quiet right now. Don't want to hear her mouth right now, bragging and carrying on. And Lisa is not here to laugh at us, right, James? So I'm grateful for that. Okay. Oh, Rosola isn't here, thank God. We escaped that one, James. Yeah, yeah, but most most people expect game six or game seven. So, you know, I'd it to go to six or seven. You know, Boston's going to have to win two or three. So you, you can't panic if they win two. Because if you expect it to go to seven, you know, in order for it to go to game seven, they have to win three games, you know. So, yeah. And and as I said, like, they they, they have shown in, in, in the other series, the Bucks and the Miami series, that, you know, after they come back and get a win, you know that that they don't have the mental toughness to 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 follow to just like follow through, and and win game four. So yeah, not not panicking yet. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, James. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. United Kingdom agrees to hold off on suspending BVI constitution. The United Kingdom will not impose direct rule on the BVI as it has accepted the national unity government's proposal to reform the territory's governance structure. BVI Governor John Rankin gave the update yesterday at a joint media briefing with Premier Dr. Natalio Wheatley. The Premier and Government of National Unity have shown the will and commitment to improve governance in the BVI and therefore it is right that elected officials here should have the opportunity to implement the COI, which is the Commission of Inquiry Recommendations, Ranking said. The Governor said that he is pleased with Wheatley and his government's commitment to go even further than what was identified in the COI report. Rankin noted that the reform process has already started, and he added that many more difficult changes will be required to achieve the deep and systematic changes necessary to improve governance in the BVI. To ensure that the government keeps its word, there will be a number of conditions and strict delivery milestones with regular public updates. Every month, respective government ministries and departments must submit a delivery report to the governor. And we head on over to Dominica for our next story. Dominica's Prime Minister calls for an end to blockade against Cuba. Prime Minister of Dominica Roosevelt Scarrett has issued a call for the community of the Organization of American States, OAS, to join him in calling for an end to the blockade against Cuba and the termination of Cuba's unjust listing as a state which sponsors terrorism. In a statement, Skerritt says the outcomes of the summit are as jeopardized and impoverished by exclusions as they are by boycotts and believes true multilateralism shelters and includes everyone. 
gives a voice to all and shows respect to all. We in the Americas share a neighborhood. The front yard of one country is the backyard of another. It is farcical to expect that a problem which starts in my backyard and ends up in your front yard or vice versa can possibly be resolved without common dialogue, buy-in, political will, cooperation, agreed action, and joint implementation. As regional leaders, we must promote inclusion, justice, common purpose, peace, and prosperity in our front and backyards. We must do this through genuine regional dialogue and cooperative action. Dominica's Prime Minister believes the outcome of the summit's dialogue can only be meaningful and implementable when decisions are made together with all sitting at the same table and being heard. I wasn't as eloquent, but he's echoing my thoughts, my sentiments, which I have said in here. Our next story comes to us out of Haiti, Italy. Offer of scholarships to Haitian students for 2022-2023. The University of Cassino and Southern Latium Unicas in Italy offers scholarships to Haitian students for the academic year 2022-2023 at the level of the bachelor's degree, the master's degree, and a doctoral program in economics. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Worship itself shared the news on its Facebook page on Tuesday, stating that applicants must submit the following a resume, cover letter, a certificate of studies of the English language, two passport photos, copy of a, copy of a valid passport, a copy of the, of the diploma required for the course of study concerned. The minister points out that candidates must have obtained at least an average of 6 out of 10 in the previous study cycle of the transcripts submitted. Interested persons are asked to submit their applications to the chancellery located in Haiti, and they have until Friday, June 10 2022 to do so if any of you has any haitian family or friends with relatives in haiti who may be interested in this please pass the information on to them more details can be found at haiti.loopnews.com that's haiti.loopnews.com more jamaican dads being named on birth certificates the Registrar General's Department is reporting a significant increase in the number of birth certificates that are now being processed with the names of both parents. The entity's Chief Executive Officer, CEO Charlton McFarlane, told JIS News that of the total number of births registered over a one-year period, 80% of them include the mother and father's information up to a few years ago. Approximately 50% of fathers did not have information on their child's registration. We have had instances where a mother would register a child and does not mention who the father is. That is a statistic that we monitor closely at the RGD. McFarlane said that over the years, the RGD has embarked on several campaigns to improve the number of fathers whose names are on their child's birth certificate. One of our major initiatives that resulted in a massive improvement for us is our bedside registration initiative. We have registration officers present at the hospitals and they get to see the fathers before the mothers check out. This has resulted in registrations being completed instantly without the parents having to fill out any forms or pay any fees, McFarland said. He added that the existence of a father's name not only results in the complete registration of a child, 
but it plays a vital role in instances where a father residing overseas may want to file for his child or take out benefits and insurance for the child. A complete birth certificate also helps in the settling of estate matters, among other things. To aid in the continuous promotion of birth registrations, the RGD will be hosting a status day on June 20, 2022 from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. at all of its 10 locations. This move will allow fathers whose names would not have been added to their child's birth certificate the opportunity to do so by filling out an addition of father's particulars status form. The application form can be accessed on the RGD's website at www.rgd.gov.jm or at any of its offices. Again, the application form can be accessed on the RGD's website, www.rgd.gov.jm. And I applaud the move because it is true that Many fathers are not named on birth certificates. Why? I can't answer that. I don't know why. Um, especially in a situation where the father is known. But go right ahead. Yeah, I, I um, Charlton, like I, I know him. Like yes, that guy is like, you know, Jamaica needs more more people like that. He's like a rising star in in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. I think he's the youngest person to, to um, run, like, um, the Registrar General in the history of Jamaica. Okay. Like, he's someone that we went to the same church and everything, and this guy, like, is so brilliant. Like, everything that he has done to, to reshape um, the way how, how they do things there. And I think he, he, he was consulted to, to with, you know, with the, the NEDS program that they're, that they're doing in Jamaica. Okay. And, and I think that, yeah, like, I think, you know, for him staying in Jamaica, because he had numerous opportunities to leave. For him staying in Jamaica, it shows that if the government of Jamaica can um, entice Jamaicans to stay, you know, in Jamaica and to contribute to the development of the country, the country can be so much better. And, you know, he's one of the, 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 the bright minds that decided to stay despite having all the, the opportunities in the world to, to leave. And so it shows that when, you know, the government do everything that they can, because a lot of people, the reality is a lot of people leave Jamaica because of the crime. It's not, it's not just financial stuff, because most of the people that are leaving Jamaica mm -hmm. are the brightest. So yeah. these, people, these people can get good jobs or start businesses. But a lot of people leave because they don't want their kids to grow up in an environment where it's just like a lot of crime. So... Yeah, and yeah, he's, he's, he's brilliant, and it's 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 a good it's good news. Like you can see it, like it's it's a it's a trend that you could have seen for the past fifteen years, yeah. where you see like more fathers taking their kids to school, more fathers doing stuff, you know. So it's 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 trending in the right direction, you know. Yes, more fathers stepping up, and as you say that, I I I I'm looking for the day when there's this ignorant trait is removed where men don't do laundry men no wash man no fi cook if you have woman in your yard them not do none so what's your purpose just to impregnate women have children no be involved and this thing where they don't wash women's underwear and them no wash women clothes please be removed from that i implore men because if that woman is sick and she can't move what 
you're just gonna have things pile up there no I'll borrow some new one <laughs> wow oh gosh but i there is an ignorance but, that's permeating the, the, stigma, the, the minds of jamaican men i'm sorry go ahead andre but, but would the stigma change if the man washed the woman underwear was she you know in jamaica some women do look at a man um less of a man if him wash her underwear well would that they are ignorant well it needs Wait, to be would removed. that be removed also on it the needs to be removed side? It needs to be removed. There needs to be education. Ignorance is bliss. There needs to be education on both parts. I don't know where this train of thought came from, where if you do certain things, you are looked at as a quote-unquote waste man or a, a, it's ridiculous. I don't know who, you know something, let me not say anything. It's, it's a, the dancehall culture. Like for me, like from, from Elephant Man did that song, like I've always said, like this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard and if you can't if you can't wash it you shouldn't be able to remove it you know that's how i felt years ago so ridiculous i'm gonna tell you something james there are some of them in the dance hall industry that they're saying one thing but they're doing something completely different and i know that firsthand for a fact right and this whole thing with um let me, let me put it this way eat on the table they're doing it they've been doing it but they will go in the dance and sing something else and then the um followers take up and hang on to every word that they're saying and here's the thing these jamaican men need to stop saying they don't do certain things because american women who go to jamaica talk about how good these jamaican men are so the jamaican women are saying okay so how can the Americans be coming here and saying how good you are? So you'll do it to them, but you won't do it to us. <laughs> is that stigma again in the culture? Is, is that same stigma in the culture again? Moment. I so that... no want a green card, bud. <laughs> be quiet. Be quiet. Stop it. And that is why enough of them, them women are cheat on them. And I'm done speaking on that right there. Yep. Um, wanted criminals fleeing Jamaica via Central America. Several of the island's criminals wanted in connection with various crimes are outsmarting law enforcement personnel by utilizing a Central American route to flee the country. In fact, there is an emerging trend being classified as human smuggling, which sees Jamaicans using Central America via the Mexican border to enter the United States illegally. The disclosures were made by two senior law enforcers at a press conference on Tuesday, during which the police provided an update on crime in the country. According to Police Commissioner Major General Anthony Anderson, several criminals on the Jamaica Constabulary Force's radar are evading arrest by traveling to Central America. It has long been established that local criminals have been involved in drug and gun trafficking with co-conspirators in several Central American, Central American countries, including Nicaragua. We have seen the movement of criminals who we are after or who we have named or identified out of the country, and they use the Central American route to get out of here. We have seen that. Anderson said. The commissioner also highlighted the practice of people shipping weapons into the island via the U.S. route. He said efforts are continuing to identify individuals engaged in that illicit practice. 
persons who are abroad are making arrangements, not just by small boats to get shipments in from the U.S. And in this regard, we are working, obviously, with our overseas partners in identifying where they are and what sort of offenses they are doing over there so that we can have a joint investigation. Meanwhile, the head of the force's crime portfolio, Deputy Commissioner of Police, DCP Fitz Bailey, said, based on information gleaned from intelligence, there has not been any deepening of relationships between criminals engaged in drug shipment between Jamaica and Colombia. I am aware Jamaicans are actually going to other countries and committing transnational organized crime. For example, when we look at weapon trafficking, we know Jamaicans go to Haiti and Nicaragua if they're weapon trafficking efforts, but I've not seen any increase between Colombia and Jamaica. Besides the gun and drug trade with Central America, the police are now also aware of human smuggling involving Jamaicans fleeing to Mexico to cross the border between that country and the U.S. Okay, question. You are aware that they're leaving. They don't check them at the airport. What, what happens? How do they get to leave the country? What's the process at the airport? Because when I'm leaving Jamaica, they're looking at me side eye, cross eye, all kind of way. And I'm leaving legally. I mean, once you have the proper documentation to go to Central America, like Mexico or whatever, there's nothing they really can do. I mean, they have the proper documentation to travel. Um, sometimes they, 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 they go to Mexico in certain place by plane. Sometimes they even go by boat. You know, um, they have their ways. But, uh, I mean, with the, the airplane part, once they have the proper documentation, there's nothing they really can do. And then there's other routes, you know, they, they, they take boat to the Bahamas, they, they, they take boat to Costa Rica, um, travel over back to Mexico. Um, there's a big Jamaican community on the coast of Costa Rica called Limon. Limon, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, fishermen be going there for years. Um, that's how that community build up, mm -hmm. right? So they, 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 they go to Limon and then they travel from there and go into Mexico. You know, so I mean, <laughs> this these things exist for years. Um, then then they know it, they know about it, uh, what they're doing about it. So I I I I don't know. You know, what more concern me is not is not that they're leaving and and going to Mexico and Costa Rica to get into the states or whatever. What they need to do something about is the gun trafficking. That part. Right. Um, I don't think they could, uh, unless they hold the fisherman them hostage, that Central America route would always be open. Yeah. Okay. Um, it seems then, um, Dre, that there needs to be an update to the uh, technology aspect, meaning airport should be linked with police. Right. So you scan someone's passport. It should pop up. Whoa. Red flag. That's what I would say. They need to. Right there. Yeah. Right they there. need to enhance the system. They need to merge. Right. The the police system needs to be linked with what you call them immigration officers, their system with the immigration system at the airports.
There needs to be a direct link because that I feel would intercept. And then I have to agree the bigger problem is of course the gun trade and guns are getting into the country because people are turning a blind eye you pay the customs officer to clear the barrel or clear the box or clear the luggage and they don't open they don't scan or anything i have a friend who does shipping they heavily scan his things scan the life out of his things but yet you're put not the jdf put the um the is, is what a soldier them name jdf yeah, like we need yeah. we need people on the water, coast guards and stuff like that. I don't even know if they have that in Jamaica, I, I don't know. Um, but if you know the route you you need people on the water, you know they're leaving from Rocky Point, you know they're leaving you you, you know Ohio. these things. Yeah. Yeah, you know they're leaving from these place. Um you, you know, you, you have intelligence and stuff like that, detective work, plug yourself in like a feds and you know, get to work. Yeah. Of course. Our final story out of Caribbean Corner comes to us out of Trinidad and Tobago. Police officer charged with human trafficking. Police have charged one of their colleagues for allegedly being involved in a human trafficking and child prostitution ring. The Trinidad and Tobago Police Services, TTPS, in a statement said that five suspects were detained following an exercise in the north of the country last weekend and that three of the suspects are expected to be charged with being a gang leader. The five are also expected to be charged with other serious offenses, such as supporting a gang, trafficking in children, inciting a child to become a prostitute, arranging and facilitating the prostitute of a child, and sexual penetration of a child. The police said two foreign nationals and a police officer were among five suspects arrested after law enforcement officials executed a search warrant at, pre at premises in Arima, east of where Police found and rescued several foreign nationals, including minors. Well, I'm glad they caught them. Crack down on them. Do what you must with them. And that's all I'm going to say on that part. Handle your business, Trinidad. Out of Latin America, Dominican Republic minister killed over permits. And this is another update to the story that has been trending. Dominican Republic Environment Minister Orlando Jorge Mera was fatally shot in his office allegedly by a childhood friend over denied environmental permits. And this is according to judicial documents. In the documents, authorities described attacker Fausto Miguel de Jesus Cruz de la Mota as a cold and calculating murderer who complained of not receiving preferential treatment from the Environment Ministry, despite campaigning in support of the minister's modern revolutionary party ahead of the 2020 election. I campaigned, and they're not helping me, an enraged Cruz said before the attack on Monday, according to the documents, which were obtained by the Associated Press News Agency. The evidence shows that the accused had been trying to obtain multiple permits, but complained angrily that no one was helping him solve anything. The Dominican Republic's Department of Justice said in a statement, according to the documents, Cruz was particularly angered over a denied permit that involved a request to export 4,500 ton, ton, tons, 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 tons <laughs> of used batteries, according to the documents. Those permits and others were found inside a briefcase Cruz was carrying when he fatally shot Jorge Mera, the son of former Dominican President Salvador Jorge Blanco. Cruz was arrested after confessing the crime to a priest at a local church. 
authorities later seized Cruz's car, finding a 9mm Uzi with two 30-round magazines and $2,000 in cash. What the heck was he planning to do? 30 rounds of magazines. But, um, really? Over a permit? So, you know what I'm thinking? Of the situation here in the U.S. I wonder if it's the fair of what could happen to them if they don't do things to honor the supporters, those who empty their wallets for them. I wonder if that's the reason why. Because here's a clear example in the Dominican Republic. I invested in you. I campaigned. Even though you're my friend from childhood, I invested in you. I campaigned with you on the premise that you were going to see to it that I got what I wanted. I didn't get what I want, so I'm going to kill you. I have My investment has gone down the drain. Is that the fair that's probably going through the minds of senators and those in Congress here in the States, why they find it so hard to make the necessary changes that the majority of Americans are asking for? Just a thought. Just a thought. Leader of a Mexican megachurch sentenced in the United States for child sex abuse. The head of a Mexico-based megachurch has been sentenced to nearly 17 years in prison in the United States for sexually abusing three girls. Nason Joaquin Garcia, the leader of the Guadalajara-based evangelical church La Luz del Mundo, had pleaded guilty last week as part of a plea deal to charges of forcible oral copulation and performing a lewd act on minors. The plea came three days before Garcia was set to stand a trial on 23 felony counts of sex crimes against children, including multiple charges of rape, conspiracy to engage in human trafficking, and child pornography, with prosecutors accusing him of using his position of spiritual authority to manipulate his victims. Garcia along with a group of church members, groomed girls and young men, telling them they would face eternal damnation if they did not comply with the sexual requests or if they reported the abuse prosecutors have alleged. The plea deal, which included prosecutors dropping 16 charges, including counts of raping girls and women, was condemned by the victims, who said in court on Wednesday that they had been robbed of their chance to fully confront Garcia, who is considered an apostle by about 5 million members of his church. We looked up to you. You were our God, and you betrayed us. You are no more than a predator and an abuser. An accuser identified as Jane Doe, number three, told Garcia, who sat with his back to those who spoke. An accuser identified as Jane Doe, four, said Garcia used her over and over again like a sacrificial lamb taken to slaughter. All of the survivors said they had learned about the plea deal at the last minute and were not consulted on the negotiations. Another survivor said Garcia had no remorse for his crimes, alleging he had recently sent a message to church members professing his innocence and proclaiming that he accepted the deal with prosecutors only because he believed he could not get a fair trial. Your Honor, this abuser thinks your courtroom is a joke. Even after he accepted the plea deal, he's sending messages to the church that he's innocent, the accuser said. I never seem to be ceased to be amazed at what people do 
in the name of religion and how many lives are ruined in the guise of a supreme being judge ronald cohen said um good morning good morning war good morning um i'm wondering um it seems like they had a lot of organizations nowadays um within a certain circle that once they get to the top there's always um there seems to be a lot of these sexual play so i'm wondering even when the church after hearing so much of this for so long not just the church um religions is it something or is there something that they at the top know right that they don't tell us or we don't know why they feel it is so easy for them to do these things and get away with it it would appear so warm they've been protected they have been shielded they have been in a cocoon where it's my word against yours who is going to believe you who is going to believe you you're just a commoner i on the other hand i'm the leader i'm the head of an organization i have done so much good of course i didn't get here on my laurels no so that i think is what is protecting them and nine times out of ten we the commoners have to be blamed because when we when people come to us and say and say oh this was done to me what do we say why are you lying why are you trying to destroy this person's character this person has done so much good forgetting that good and evil resides in every single one of us forgetting that these that, people that, are human beings that's so true and i think also a part of the, the defensive mechanism where that part is concerned and um is that because we are so okay let me go back to this yeah <laughs> is it that they know right that um in relation to where god is concerned because if they're at representing you know these people and in the name of god and everything like that mm -hmm. right when it comes to crime and punishment also they're at that height maybe used to doing so many things for so long that they realize that nothing will happen to them for their actions yes. that it that god maybe is a are you more than an actual thing that that's gonna um, react to their behavior but they in selling this right to people in or uh, for the power aspect and to dominate people right mm -hmm. and to the yeah and to the, the other point people become defensive because if they're gonna admit that this person who they look up to all their life as the representative of God in front of Lost it, you there, lost you there. You chipped out. Don't representative want to let go of their faith. Okay. Of, of um, their, their faith, mm -hmm. their belief system. They're not going to be too quick to believe because they feel it's a threat to their foundation and they don't want to let go of their foundation so they'll hold on. Right. You know? Yeah. Here, here is a problem, War. And this is highlighted in the story. 
they look at their leaders, their religious leaders, as being God. And that's where they have gone wrong. And, and it's not just them in, in the Catholic system. Let's look at the charis. I refer to them as charismatic churches. Um, and any church within the Caribbean or in Jamaica, let's hone in on Jamaica, for example. Right? You think they go to church because of the, the God? They can't, if the pastor isn't at church, they're not going to church. As if the word cannot be spread through other people. As if other people can't be vessels to deliver the message. No. And a lot of women flock the men. Especially the single women. Flock the leaders of their churches. And these leaders fly up in them head. Them feel important. And they start to feel as though they're God. Forgetting that they're job their role is to lead people to god not to themselves so people need to understand that another person is not god you can't look at them yeah. as god very true very true but herein lies the the, the situation <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's i guess it's a tough situation but it's like they, this person is the representative of God, the closest thing that they could see, mm -hmm. right? As, as it relates to actually talking to God, right? And the religion, when all things are structured within itself, right? It forced, uh, I, I think all people are conditioned also, it forced them to look to somebody, mm. right? This is the preacher, this is, this is the one you have to listen to. Right, and I believe certain scriptures um, bear that out. So then people go honestly believing and want to be obedient to, right, mm -hmm. to the the minister of God. So this is where this sort of conundrum comes yeah. into play. This confusion, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, like I said before, were up there. Maybe there's something they know that, that we don't know. Right, as as it pertains to God and God's you know reaction to wrongdoing or whatever the case is, or they may rightly get up there and realize, but there is no God. It's just what I say. Yeah, I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally understand. And then people buy into that and become vulnerable mm. because they actually do believe in what the message says. It says, yeah. I, I feel you on that. I totally understand your perspective where I get it. We mm. hope, though, that one day that people will ask for the gift of discernment and be willing to receive it. Because a lot of times, um, things are presented to us, right? Clarity is given, it's granted. But we are so hung up on the thing or the person that we remain blind and refuse to open our eyes, right? Um, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has kicked off a regional summit marred by discord over the guest list by announcing a proposed new economic partnership with Latin America and the Caribbean aimed at countering China's growing clout. Hosting the summit of the Americas in Los Angeles on Wednesday, Biden sought to assure the assembled leaders about his administration's commitment to the region, despite nagging concerns that the U.S. at times is still trying to dictate to its poorer southern neighbors. 
The lineup of visiting heads of state and government in attendance was thinned down to 21 after Biden excluded Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, prompting Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador and several other leaders to stay away in protest. Speaking at a gala opening ceremony, Biden said countries in the Americas have to invest in making sure our trade is sustainable and responsible in creating supply chains that are more resilient, more secure, and more sustainable. The America's Partnership for Economic Prosperity will help economies grow from the bottom up and the middle out, not the top down, he said. What's true in the United States is true in every country. Trickle-down economics does not work. Biden is seeking to present Latin America and Caribbean countries with an alternative to China that calls for increased U.S. economic engagement, including more investment and building on existing trade deals. Data shows that China has widened the gap with the U.S. in trade terms in large parts of Latin America since Biden came into office in January 2021. A Reuters news agency analysis of U.N. trade data from 2015 to 2021 shows that outside of Mexico, the top U.S. trade partner, China, has overtaken Washington in Latin America and increased its advantage last year. (laughs) I think that is actually a good thing. Because too much has been taken for granted by the, and too much abuse of the Americas by the United States, and continued abuse. Mm -hmm. So even with this um, situation here, that's happening, though China is not innocent, right? But I believe um, they are presenting a better alternative than what the U.S. has offered over the years, which is, Basically, to me, keeping um, Latin America and the Caribbean in turmoil and um, also under development. Yes. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> last, was it last week I read the article that the U.S. had issued a travel advisory? Yes, I think it was last week. Dre, remind me, please. Refresh my memory. Last week, we had this. Week before. We before, thank you, Dre. We we spoke about the travel advisory that was issued where Jamaica is concerned and the U.S. warning its citizens not to go to eight parishes in Jamaica. Three of the parishes are the income earners, the revenue earners for the country because tourism is still the number one um, means of income, right? And of course, we know those parishes, Westmoreland, home to Negril, St. James, home to Montego Bay, and St. Anne, home to Ocherius and uh, the North Coast leading back to Discovery Bay. Um, now, when you issue such a travel advisory and you single out the three parishes in particular that the country depends on heavily for its income, and that income creates job opportunities, feeds families who are pays bills, for the people within the tourism sector. When you issue that advisory, you are somewhat crippling our economy in Jamaica. So yes, America has been, the United States of America, let me be clear, the United States, because America encompasses a vaster, the more vast region, the United States of America has been a dictator for decades within the Americas. Telling, quote-unquote, 
third world countries what they can and cannot do, who they can trade with, who they can have um, international relations with. Yet, we say we are not a dictatorship. And yet Caribbean countries or third world countries would say, no, we don't in believe in dictatorship, but we are dictated to. Yeah, dictated the thing they do to? The, the, the diplomacy, you know. Yes. They're crafty. Yes. Yeah, but... Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, moments, I, I don't know if you remember, like, you know, back in the 80s, when... um. I think it was Edward Siaga that established this um, the um, Jamaica Free Zone. Yes. Mm -hmm. When Jamaica was producing, like, I think Levi jeans at the time, there were like a bunch of stuff that they were producing in Jamaica. Um, America, America, the American government and, you know, the private sector in America too is one of the reasons you know, why Jamaica took a big hit, you know, when all of those places um, left Jamaica. Um, and I don't know if you remember, like, a lot of the stuff, like I would say probably about 10% of stuff that was on American, um, in American stores at that time was done in, in Jamaica. Because that free zone thing was like, was a massive um establishment like thousands of people when, when you go to that area like it's like traffic jam you know going to work and after work thousands of people were in that area and all of the products that were made in that area um were tagged made in the usa no 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 they they pull they pull they pull out the establishment from out of jamaica and most of those places went to China. And they couldn't dictate to China to say, like, oh, made in America. And now when you go into the any store you go into, the dollar store, anywhere you go, like, you're going to be, like, so hard-pressed to find something that's not made in China. You know, so America helped to, make, helped to make China more powerful in terms of America cannot dictate to China now because if America have any turmoil with China, like all the dollar stores in, in, in North America have to close. Like a lot of the, 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 the convenience store, a lot of the, the hardware stores are going to struggle to find stuff to sell because every single thing is made in China, right? And America was part of, is, is, is partly to be blamed why, you know, Jamaica is not making more of those stuff because they, they dictated what, you know, how, how Jamaica operates stuff. You know, you can't put made in Jamaica on it, made in America. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. So they, they, they have been sabotaging the Caribbean for, for, for decades. And now China is stepping in and, and, and trying to develop. And we all know that they, they have their, their reason why they're doing it. But now you're going to try to come. When you, at first, were able to develop the Caribbean for decades and you pull the rug from under their feet, and left them with the only tourism and tourism because what? Americans want to come and get sun, right? <laughs> um, and now China is, 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 is trying to, 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 to do airports all across. Now you're going to come when China is in the middle of doing... Num they, they did um, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. They did, they did a bunch of airports in, in the Caribbean. 
and you're going to come now when you see China making in-roll on the Caribbean and, and telling the Caribbean now, like, oh, it's bad to do business with them when you were like a bad business partner in the first place. You know, it's, it's yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah, I have to agree with you, James. I have to agree. My, my fear, my fear is the United, um, the, the, the Caribbean and Latin America listen to the United States through all of these summits and all the promises and when we turn our back on china and all the investment the u.s turn around and do nothing which they can because majority of people in the caribbean and latin america make up the, the diaspora and live majority of us live in the united states not in china so they hold us as hostage with this visa and this green card thing and then no development get done and they get what they want which is china out of their backyard yeah you know what it's that, go i'm sorry Drew, i thought you were finished go ahead i'm sorry no i was just saying that's my fear you know what <laughs> this is reminiscent of i want you to do good but i really don't want you to do good i pretend to care about your success but i really don't care that, that's what it comes across to me as. We do have to take another break. When we return, it's Believe It or Not News plus entertainment news still to come. Here is Rick James with Give It To Me Baby as we you know, focus on TBT, Throwback Thursday, taking it back to the 70s and 80s, disco style. <laughs>
to do her any harm. <laughs> so look here, I put her on the back of my bike, you know. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me, Media Moments, M-I, on IG, Moments with me, Media, M-I, there as well. And on YouTube, Moments With Me, M.I. Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Earlier you heard Rick James give it to me, baby. Donna Summer with Bad Girls and Hot Stuff. And now Prince with Raspberry Beret. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. And we're playing disco songs from the 70s and the 80s. And now it is time for Believe It or Not News. <sighs> I'm getting a good workout this morning. Raspberry. Prince, the prettiest man in show business that ever lived. Yeah, he was pretty all right. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I remember um, Jamie Foxx. I don't know who heard this one when he said it. He was. I don't know who remember who he was talking to in an interview. And he said, you can't look at Prince too hard. <laughs> as a man you can't look at him too hard he's just too pretty you just have to take a quick glance at prince you know yeah he was gorgeous he also deuced you <laughs> arizona man drowns in lake after three police officers allegedly refused to jump in to save him this story comes to us courtesy of baller alert Three Arizona police have been placed on leave after allegedly acknowledging and ignoring a man who was drowning and crying for help. Three police officers in Temp, Arizona, have been placed on non-disciplinary paid administrative leave following an incident in which they allegedly ignored 34-year-old Sean Bickings, who was drowning in Temp Town Lake in Arizona. While a full investigation continues, the officers have been placed on leave, according to NPR. Last month, officers responded to a call outside of the Thames Center for the Arts about a disturbance taking place a little after 5 a.m. When police arrived, they found Bickings and his companion, NPR reports. Police described Bickings as an unsheltered Tempe community member. While cops ran Bickings and his companion's information through a database, Bickings ended up taking off a metal fence and then started swimming in the Temptown Lake. His escape was captured on the officer's body cam footage. However, the video cut off once Bickings starts to struggle in the water. I'm drowning, Bickings is heard in the footage. An officer then tells him to swim to a pylon, which he responds saying he's not able to. 
The officer then says, okay, I'm not jumping in after you. Bikins then replies, I can't touch. Oh God, please help me, help me. NPR reports Bikins died from drowning. Authorities say they plan to release all footage from all three the cops of the cops, but stated the video will be edited due to its graphic sensitive nature. Okay, room, clubhouse. You are a cop. You're running someone's information. They take off, decide to go in the lake. They're drowning. What do you do? That happened to my cousin. Wow. Sorry to hear that, okay? Yeah, the exact same thing happened to him. And they refused to save him? They, yeah, I mean, well, he was wrong in a way, but, you know, he ran, oh, he was running from, he was running away from the police. And because he was running, he went to the lake. Once he went, he ran to the lake. They know the lake is, is, is um, not deep and he running in the lake and they know what was they knew because they, he don't he don't know the area but they know the area because they from that area and they refused to help him and they made him they made him die because they're not going to rush to help him they, they you know they don't right. care less yeah can there be a lawsuit for something like that i was about to ask that question dre thank you yes there can be it's wrongful death in the custody of the police thank you Sonette, remember we just read the other day that the police is supposed to protect and serve anybody who is in their custody. Those in their custody. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a part of their first duty is to save lives, you know, not to take lives. Okay. Yeah. Well, they need to get a lawsuit. Because if I'm a police officer, no matter how wrong the, the suspect is, it's a life right you save that yeah. life you save other people's lives save that person's life too the problem is why it doesn't work sorry no go ahead i'm sorry why this don't work is because when there are lawsuits it's still you the citizens that pay that lawsuit right those lawsuits yeah and there's really no consequence to the officers. That's why these, abu these abuses continue, right? If certain egregious acts when they're commit uh, when they're committed, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean blatant neglect of duty, right? Impact them, you know, personally. Then I believe they would think twice about their actions, you know, in in the in the in taking people's lives so so callously. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. On Sunday at Lakewood Megachurch, three abortion campaigners stripped down to their underwear and disrupted celebrity pastor Joel Austin during his service. Videos shared on Twitter show Austin finishing up a prayer, and as congregants began to take their seats, one woman swift, swiftly jumped up, removed her clothing, and exclaimed, it's my body, my blank choice. <laughs> as security escorted the activists out of the building, congregants cheered as they wore white sports bras with green handprints and waved green bandanas, the color 
of pro-choice movement. The activists who are members of Texas Rise Up for Abortion Rights said they choose to demonstrate inside them or they chose to demonstrate inside the mega church because anti-abortion extremists had no problem rallying against women in places where they feel comfortable, such as physicians' offices and clinics. Christians are not afraid to bother us at healthcare clinics at doctor's offices where we're trying to get essential health care. So why the blank wouldn't we bother you in your own home where the laws are coming from, said one of the women. The activists were protesting a draft Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade that was recently late. A man! <laughs> I'm, sorry, I have to, I'm sorry, I'm laughing before I even read this story. But let me hold it together. Gain your composure moments. Get, your, get yourself together. Man divorces his wife after she fed him instant noodles every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Usually, most couples divorce over infidelity, financial difficulties, or falling out of love. But an Indian man has called it quits with his wife over noodles. According to the New Indian Express, one Indian man said enough is enough when he reportedly divorced his wife since all she cooked for him was instant noodles for breakfast, lunch and dinner the, the presiding judge of the case told the outlet the husband said his wife did not know how to prepare any food other than maggie noodles it was noodles for breakfast noodles for lunch noodles for dinner he complained that his wife went to the provision store and brought only noodles <laughs> according to the outlet the judge referred to the case as the maggie case couples seeking a divorce in india must wait a year to see if they can work things out. While a couple's reunion is preferred, judge, <laughs> the judge told the Express that just 20 to 30 of the 800 to 900 divorce cases that aim to reconcile succeed. Divorce cases are increasing drastically over the years. Couples have to stay together for at least a year before seeking a divorce. If there was no such law, there would be divorce petitions filed directly from wedding halls <laughs> i think that's gonna be an increase in trend <laughs> oh, oh gosh this is funny as heck you didn't know she couldn't cook before you married to her i was gonna ask you that question <laughs> you didn't know you didn't you know, know she was a dolly <laughs> no but seriously though guys all right it's it probably an arranged marriage but whatever it, yeah that's what i was gonna say too yeah cooking classes if i'm really like her you know exactly uh, okay i love like you know um <laughs> cooking class sure how to cook uh, make your mother sure something you, oh, yeah, right? and you should know learn from there so all right then the divorce but <laughs> listen no no chapati no, no, no parathas nothing exactly every day Shame on her parents. Himself. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Ro, don't say shame on her parents. Please don't say. <laughs> okay, let me hear why I say don't say shame on her parents, Ro. Shame on her parents. Don't send her off with only noodles in her. <laughs> she needs to learn how to cook. I didn't learn how to cook when I was living at home. I learned to cook when I moved out of my parents' house. But I wanted to learn. That's the difference, though. I wanted to learn because I the only thing I was allowed to do in the kitchen at home was to grease a baking sheet if cornbread was being made or for potato pudding or fruitcake. That's all I was or to cut up um to make a tossed salad. I wasn't allowed to cook. Then when 
you know, you get to fry an egg or scramble an egg. Yeah. So, but I learned to do more when I moved out of my parents' house. My mother will tell you she didn't know how to cook when she got married, but she learned when she got married. My mom still doesn't know how to cook. Oh, so she continued the trend with you. Yes, we up there. My mom still doesn't know how to cook. Auntie learned, mommy didn't. Yeah, my mom taught yeah. herself how to cook. But even though she had a helper, when they got married, they had a helper. So she didn't even have to do anything. But still, she wanted to learn. I wanted to learn, but I was not allowed to do it. It was either my mom or the helper. You don't cook. You don't, no, not in my house. No, 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 no. You're not going to burn my house down. But when I moved out, moved to Kingston, I learned. I always wanted to learn. And that's the difference. This young lady. And <laughs> go, yeah. ahead, go ahead, more. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say there's there's also another underlying situation um, with this. If the men also don't feel that the dory was enough, they look for reasons to get out of the marriage. Ah, that's a good no, one. No, no, no. They're not, they're not gonna go through the marriage. Or they're not going to go through the marriage if the dowry is not enough. The marriage will not happen. They have to settle that before the marriage. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. No, 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 no. Interesting. No, it, no. no. Alright, so we're going to do some research. Stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you. I, honestly, sometimes they will even go as far as kill the woman. Ooh! Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Let me ask you a yeah. question. Is that in India or in Pakistan? Because different countries may have different things. India. Okay, we have. I'm gonna look yeah. that up. I'm definitely gonna do some more research on that. Interesting. Well, we do have to take another quick break, and after that, we have entertainment news. Here is some more music from hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday.
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments with me Media, and that's Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And follow me on YouTube. The channel is Moments With Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And now it is time for entertainment news. We just heard from um, Boney M, Sunny Lips with Funky Town. I love that song. Won't you take me to Funky Town? And then Anita Ward, you can ring my bell. Good memories. Childhood memories. Yeah entertainment news in this story thank you dj naturalist for sending this one over to me we should have read this one yesterday as well but we ran out of time a new mark cuban company slashes high drug prices life-changing courtesy of newsweek celebrity investor mark cuban is receiving praise on social media after he launched a new company that company that provides patients access to affordable medications owner of the dallas mavericks basketball team and an investor on the TV show Shark Tank, Cuban, launched the Mark Cuban Cost Plus drug company, MCCPDC, a direct-to-consumer online company that offers more than 100 generic medications at discounted prices. The investor said he aims to be the low-cost provider of medications to patients. Yep. Owner of the... um. The investor said, well, hold on. He continued to say, if you don't have insurance or have a high deductible plan, you know that even the most basic medications can cost a fortune. Many people are spending crazy amounts of money each month just to stay healthy. No American should have to suffer or worse because they can't afford basic prescription medications the company's low costs are achieved by working directly with partners which allows us to only mark up our costs by 15 percent cuban explained explaining the business model cuban cited the drug prescribed for hookworm albendazole which can cost as much as 500 dollars per course he said with him 26 dollars and eight cents per course we mark that price up by 15% so we can continue to run the company and invest in disrupting the pricing of as many drugs as we possibly can. That makes the base price of the drug $30. Then we add to the actual cost $3 that our pharmacy partners charge us to prepare and provide your prescription to you. Thank you. Thank you, Mark Cuban. Since nobody else is brave enough to do it, I thank you for doing this. The pharmaceutical industry has got filthy, stinking rich off of prescription drugs. How can something that can be sold for $30, $30, the pharmaceutical industry sells it for $500 per course. Per course. 
Now you see why they control the government. Yep. Parkours. I hope more billionaires will step up and do the same. Because in a first world country, people should not be scratching their heads about going to a doctor because they don't have insurance. They're worried about the cost, the out-of-pocket out of expense, or worry about the cost of the, the, the drugs that they need. But what's even more concerning is the cost factor. Look how affordable it can be, but they refuse to do it because they're busy providing kickbacks. Someone's mic is open. They're providing busy, busy providing kickbacks to doctors so doctors can take their families to the Alps, the Swiss Alps. Well, you see something, um, it shouldn't be in a sense on the, on the, placed on billionaires to do something like that for the reason is that's supposed to be government. But the, the problem is that um, campaign financing is the, is the real issue behind this because they are the ones who um, pay, poli pay politicians to vote a certain way, bring in certain laws so that they can take advantage and price gouge people. So until there's a real reform where um, campaign financing is concerned, then the, the, the people will not have a voice in whatever is happening to them. You know what I mean? With, with these um, kind of abuses, they will continue on and on because the same politicians that are enacting these laws, as soon as they get out of office, where do they go? You know, to these companies that they were paid to look out for their interests. So the only way to stop that is with a true reform in campaign financing so that, in a sense, an average person who truly um, have the public's interest at heart can have a chance to get in office and make the real changes. Yeah. Todd and Julie Chrisley found guilty of tax evasion and bank fraud faced 30 years behind bars. A jury reached its verdict, finding the reality TV couple, Todd and Julie Chrisley, guilty of bank fraud and tax evasion. The Chrisleys, um, known best for their show, Chrisley Knows Best, stars were found guilty on a list of charges. According to a court clerk for the Northern District of Georgia, TMZ reported that their accountant, Peter Tarantino, was also found guilty on related charges, which included aiding and abetting the filing of false tax returns. A sentencing date has not been scheduled, which means the Chrysalis will remain in home detention until then. Todd's lawyer, Bruce Morris, made a statement to TMZ saying, We are disappointed in the verdict. We plan an appeal. The three were indicted in 2019. Prosecutors claimed they defrauded banks by getting millions of dollars in loans. The U.S. Attorney's Office also accused them of cheating the government by actively evading federal income taxes. According to the indictment, Todd worked with a partner to make it look like one of his bank accounts had $4 million in it. But in reality, he didn't even have an account with the bank. The feds said Todd emailed his partner, you are a blank genius. 
just make it show four million plus. The reality couple claimed they did nothing wrong, but admitted they knew the charges were coming. Todd, Julie, let's see. Um, I like their show. I watched their show. Marlon introduced me to their show. Love Nanny Faye. Um, but I remember a couple years ago, there was an issue, but that went away because they held fast to the, um, the argument that someone in the IRS was trying to bring them down and they won that case. They did win that one. So I want to see what's going to happen here. Um, one thing my father always taught me, never you grudge a man for why I'm Afghan. You never know how I'm get it. Yeah. And all that glitters is not gold. We know that old saying, all that glitters is not gold. So go on, panka panko, <laughs> another saying, with the little that you have, grudge not. Don't worry about the others who are flaunting what they have. There are no, many houses, designer, wardrobes, luxury vehicles expensive vacations never you grudge somebody because the truth is will are you willing to do what they have done to get what they have is it worth it and i'm not casting judgment on them i'm not the final judge or jury i'm just waiting to see what happens just like with anybody else let's see what happens if they're wrong they're wrong and they will have to face the consequences right but let this be a lesson to us the onlookers a reminder all that glitters is not gold. The more high, the higher monkey climb, the more he exposes himself. Right? And we are at the end of the road. Successful people are always looking for opportunities to help others. Unsuccessful people are always asking. What's in it for me? Brian Tracy. Think about that for a second. Thank you to all our listeners who tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, Mount Vernon, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I am Moments with me, and you were locked in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. At Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, and check out our YouTube channel. We are getting it ready for more great things. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Moments with Me Media. As usual, it's always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I always ask that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and on Clubhouse. Thank you so much. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for tuning in to Jono Radio. Jono Radio. We are, we, are, we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.